Welcome to the Caring for EOE podcast, where we'll navigate eosinophilic esophagitis together. From diagnosis to daily living, feelings to finances, and restrictions to recipes, let's create a community that cares for EOE. Hey, thanks for joining me for this episode of the Caring for EOE podcast. My guest today has an incredible story about his journey to an EOE diagnosis as an adult. He talks about how it affected his career and how he has worked to overcome the anxiety and depression that accompanied the ups and downs of his experience. I'm so grateful to be talking with Zach. Welcome and thanks so much for joining me. Hey, thank you for having me. Well, we're calling, talking to each other from different sides of the country. I'm on the East Coast, you're on the West, and that just yep. tells me all about the the modern technology and the age that we're in. So I was thrilled when you reached out to me um, to just mention that you'd seen, you listened to the podcast and we've had a chance to connect a little and your story is pretty compelling. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm really glad I stumbled across your podcast on, I think it was called the Stitcher app. Yeah. Well, that, then that I makes me it. glad I put it on that one. <laughs> There's a couple of options. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, right well, on. when we were talking, it was really clear to me that you've had an incredible journey over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. What has it been like for you? What What have you experienced? Yeah, certainly. I um, Since I can remember, I've, I've had just gut issues my whole life, uh, for starters. I had heartburn in grade school. I've always had trouble gaining weight. You know, I've been really skinny and I think it's just a genetic thing like both my parents are pretty skinny but I've had I've had issues you know bloating weird appetites uh, just a lot of random issues over the years usually they're treatable to say the least sometimes easily identifiable I usually would change my diet or take some over-the-counter medicine to get through the pain or whatever issue I was facing that was no big deal so Growing up, finally started working a decent job in the last few years. Got some decent money coming along, so I decided to address the issues and get a uh, endoscope. This was um, 2017. I uh, let's see, I I was asked if I had any issues swallowing because of what they had found in the in my esophagus, and I I told them no, you know, right off the bat, I didn't, I never. Had issues swallowing. I didn't. I didn't think anything of it. Didn't didn't think any of the whys or hows they had asked me. So I didn't. I didn't really care because they didn't. They didn't find cancer or, you know, anything crazy. So I didn't. I didn't even think anything of it. But neither of us. Neither parties. I guess followed up on that question. So I guess we could. If we fast forward it till around June of last summer, I was training with the military and. I had issues being a quote unquote, you know, soldier, which just means embracing the suck for the most part. <laughs> so I I had I had these issues out there in the field and it it was really crappy because you know, you're out there and no one's no one wants to be there. So when you're out there dealing with this kind of stuff, it's hard to it's hard to bring it up. But I I was having issues sleeping and just breathing holding really basic conversations. I couldn't hold still. I was having trouble remembering things. I was getting weird body jolts and uh, funky like, body brain zaps, just weird stuff. I, I'd feel dizzy. Overall, I just felt like garbage, like bad, 
bad, nasty garbage, horrible garbage. Best way I can explain that. I I pushed forward. <clears throat> I'd say till about fall time of that year. Fall time, I was getting these headaches. That was a new thing for me, and I was getting chest pains often. I was I was fairly certain I wasn't going to live long, and that's kind of what brought on a lot of uh, anxiety and depression. I think. So the best way I could explain those symptoms is I, I just felt like I was getting poisoned and I, I never, I would never know what, what it's like to be poisoned, but that, that's the best way I could explain it. But, uh, let's see. So yeah, it's, it's about fall time. And I was finally referred to a gastroenterologist after complaining more and more about my gut to my doctor and over, you know, like I said, in the beginning, all these years of having gut issues, they're finally letting me know, yeah, we'll send you to a gastroenterologist. So the gastro doc, he had me test for celiac by blood, which came back as a like, strong positive or something. It was, it was high. So I was like, okay, that's crazy. You know, I, I never, I never even would have thought of this. And, uh, you know, I'm from my family. We, we eat whatever we want, whenever we want, you know, and I've, I've never had issues. So it was, it was really, uh, breathtaking, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't like I was, I don't know. It was, it was a weird wave of emotions when you find out that you can't, or you, you've been basically allergic to something. I don't know. It's, it's a funky feeling, you know, yeah, when you figure imagine. this stuff out. Well, it's like so celiac, for sure. Yeah, it was, oh man, it, it was just so bizarre, but yeah. So celiac was the first clue, you know, I'm still, this is, last year so i'm still trying to figure out what the heck is going on so i yeah the test came back positive and um i eliminated all celiac related foods you know gluten i think it's barley and, and rye all these all these crazy foods that i thought you know this is this is gonna fix me and, and mm-hmm. I, I eliminated all of it right off the bat wow uh, so i i had a little bit of progress as far as my symptoms had gone but they were still going on. And like I said, the anxiety and depression was, was really coming on and it was, wasn't identified yet. I still didn't know what was happening. I kind of felt like I was going crazy, but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. You know, I thought, okay, you know, this is just stress and it's all new. And I I could never core, I never correlated the diet to my mindset, Okay. but I, I was definitely struggling for a good while with anxiety and depression like i'd say took me three or four months to finally go in so i'd be i'd say january i tried a vegetarian diet and um that was that was horrible (laughs) that was that was really horrible i I felt way worse my mind was yeah it was it was really weird i i don't know I don't know how to explain it. There's a lot of research out there that that might tell me or you otherwise, but I I, I tried the vegetarian thing because people were telling me, you know, it's probably the meat, it's probably the bacon you eat and all the eggs you eat and all the chicken and like, no, there's no way. But we tried we tried vegetarian in January. My my girlfriend had challenged me. I completed the challenge and I still felt awful oh. and uh, I just didn't. I didn't, I didn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out and I still felt like crap. So I started seeing a counselor finally to help cope and she helped me a lot. She helped me with breathing, journaling, um, planning and 
setting up goals while while coping with the inevitable which basically was you know the stuff i've always learned in the military was just embracing it but it's just a different it's just a different way of doing it you know instead of fighting it and thinking you can solve it or you know one plus one equals two you know and this is right. that and this that if you do this it'll be fi- it'll be fixed and you'll be okay it is more of a you know methodical approach i guess where you you breathe through it and you identify it and you kind of see it within yourself and just ponder it and observe sort of it was it was really a good eye opener for dealing with problems so it helped it helped a lot i think i saw a counselor for about five months and it made a huge difference but again i I still didn't find any major changes to my uh well-being so Mm. i think um i couldn't tell you the exact time but i i was turned on to a uh, michaela peterson i think shoot, i think this was like may of this year okay my my buddy in the military he he told me about her struggles some similar were were some of them were similar to mine but she she had a lot more baggage apparently growing up yeah tell she, had us a lot what, of joints. she she has a famous father right you were telling me about her right so she, her her father is jordan peterson and and he he wrote a book, I think it's called 12 rules, 12 rules to life or 12 rules of life. And I read it. It's, it's pretty good. He's got a lot of stuff in there that, you know, I, I think is really good to hear about and learn about in today's world. And, you know, I'm not going to say he's like the greatest of all time, but he is <laughs> pioneering a lot of good things and he has a lot of good insight on things. And um, regardless, he has a daughter who had a, she had these horrible joint issues and arthritis and, all these surgeries before she even reached adulthood. So my friend at the time really, really wanted me to research her story because she made this breakthrough with what was called or what is called the carnivore diet. Mm. So long story short, the diet has worked really well for her. It's worked really well for her father. It's worked really well for a lot of people and it's worked really well for me. So it's, it's allowed me to, Go ahead. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. You tried the vegetarian in the beginning and then it almost seems like you went full, full circle towards the carnivore. Tell us what that is and how does it compare to other things we might know about like, um, I don't know, keto or paleo or, or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, carnivore diet is, is strictly zero carb. So paleo, I think you incorporate veg- vegetables mm, and yeah. then, um, keto, um, I think keto is primarily just keeping your body in ketosis by any means. So okay. you can actually be in ketosis even if you had like a hundred grams of carbs a day. Oh, okay. It's all it's all predicated on on your body type and and what types of food you eat. So keto is just strictly being in ketosis primarily throughout majority of your diet and majority of your, I guess, your body. Your body just being in ketosis, I guess. It's just Got it. a okay. matter of being in keto. And right. then carnivore, they on online you'll see Z C Zulu Charlie, just the letter Z C as in zero carb. Oh, okay. So that that's just as it sounds, it's just there's no carbs. You don't you don't eat any grains, you don't eat any vegetables, you don't eat any fruit, you don't you don't drink any anything with sugar in it, you don't drink, you know tea they i mean you can you can drink tea or coffee if it's black or straight and Mm. nothing in it right and there's there's different levels to it but primarily you're eating animal meats 
including eggs and uh you could even eat dairy if your if your body allows it but then again lactose is a sugar so a lot of people don't and sometimes you can eat butter sometimes you can eat cheese just as long as your body allows it because it's still a part technically of a animal okay got it so i usually eat um one to two times a day <clears throat> usually bigger meals i try to stick with steaks burgers sometimes chicken i try to eat fish sometimes i eat cheese and that's primarily it and then i'll eat eggs as well i add butter to almost everything and yeah it's it's just been it's been working really well for me and uh, a lot of my symptoms are almost non-existent so that's amazing yeah. have you gone back to any of the doctors that have helped you along the way and, and have they remarked on on your progress <laughs> yeah so a lot of them like double take on me you know, they, they're you know most doctors are they're just in their computer and their laptop or whatever and they're typing as you're talking and right so how are you feeling and you know like they're doing their thing yeah i feel pretty good and yeah it's it's crazy all i eat is is a uh, steak <laughs> you know they <laughs> what what do you mean you only eat steak and they're always taken back and they they're always recommending well you should you should definitely have a daily vitamin with that mm. you know, you're not you you really need vitamins so you know, I, I think we should we should check you out in a couple months or a few months. And I'm always saying, no, I think I'm OK. You know, I feel good. I feel I feel great. So they, most doctors are usually astounded or surprised. Sure. I actually saw a doctor early this morning and he didn't even he didn't even care. He's like, oh, if it's working. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel good, then yeah, keep it up. Well, and it, it really speaks to how different everybody's body is. And we look for the same solution to work for everybody, one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And to right. your point, some people, the vegetarian is the way to go. In your case, it's carnivore. And in right. you know, my case or Tyler's case, I, I don't know that we figured it out yet. But um, yeah, everybody's mm -hmm. symptoms and, and what helps them are really different. So it's great to share your story. So maybe someone else could could give it a shot or, you know, or learn Certainly. from it too. Certainly. Yeah. And I, I don't, I'm not trying to push it on people. No, I know. No. Yeah. And I'm not some expert. I, I just, I read a lot, you know, the internet's our, our friend and our enemy. Right. Mm, but true. it's, there's, like you said, everybody's different. And I, I tried, I tried the 30 day vegetarian and that did not work. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I think, I think carnivore is the only way for me. I, I really want to incorporate other things. And I, I have tried introducing things and some things I can tolerate and some, some things I really can't, but you know, you, you just can't, what you can't beat is what you feel. And if you yeah. feel like crap eating something, even if it's one piece of broccoli and you, you know, you're supposed to, it's supposed to be the healthiest thing for you. It's a superfood. But if I feel like crap, yeah, it's I, don't, not that super. <laughs> I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to eat that. I don't yeah. want to feel like that. And that's it. That's, it's just as simple as that. You know, well, who and getting, knows what it's going to do. Yeah, and getting yourself back to the point of feeling good, I would imagine that serves as a great baseline so that now you can look for the ups and the downs versus always right. feeling like crap. How, how do you know what's contributing to that or not? <laughs> exactly, big time. And and just the fact that, I mean, I can function, that's, that's just gold to me. The fact yeah. that I can sit here and talk to you, the fact that I can, you know, go to go to school and still work and do both or just juggle things or I can visit family and talk to friends or have people over and you know, the anxiety and depression thing, it's kind of all subsided. It's still there, but sure. it's just, it is so nice to not have so much fear 
every day, if that makes any sense. Of at all. course it does. I mean, and it sounds like yeah. it's a combination of the the food that was maybe contributing to some of those feelings, but also that mind body connection and what you learned by working with the therapist and, and moving through mm -hmm. those feelings. You can't stop them, uh, but moving right. through them. Totally, totally. It's it's been it's been a lot of learning this last couple of years. Yeah, I can imagine. Well. You know, in our case, you know, my son is young and he won't know a world without his diagnosis and these restrictions that he's on. But for you, you did know life before figuring this out and, and taking these measures to reduce, you know, the, the symptoms that you've had. So I'd love to share more about what's it like learning about this diagnosis as an adult? Yeah, um, I think it's good. I think it's good that your son has to deal with it now. Yeah. So I think he's going to be I think you and everyone, you're all going to be so well-rounded. You're going to be filled with knowledge and your, your, uh, or his defenses will be, will be really strong coming into this, coming into the world. And he's already here, I think. And you guys have all these advantages, especially with your podcast. This is, this is great that you're, you have such a, you have a wide scope already. Oh, thanks. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, but for me, learning it as an adult, I, I think it's, it's just as hard as learning it as a child. You, you go through the same feelings. You, you, you reject it. I mean, the people around you reject it. You know, you, you feel as if it's unfair. You don't know how you're going to complete your goals. You, you sense that you, you won't be accepted anymore. <clears throat> you're going to miss out on all these amazing, delicious foods. Uh, um, it's crappy and it's, yeah. it's scary and rough, but, but your guests before me said it best. You know, who, who thinks they could do what we do? Could, could they really do it? And that's, that's, I think, what life's about. I think we'd all be monsters if we didn't have these personal problems and we were immune to everything. Mm. So that's kind of how I see it. It's, it's so it's just, sort of increased your empathy for others and what they might be going through too, it sounds like. Right, yeah. right. Unless, you know, we're raised horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it, it's just another thing to appreciate in a way. Yeah, well, that's that's a, a great way of looking at it. That gratitude, I'm sure, doesn't come easy, especially in the middle of some of those tougher moments. Definitely, there's a lot of a lot of anger and a lot of uh, just crappy feelings, you know. Yeah, well, and you know, through it all, I, I'm just so impressed with how you have taken control with every step of your treatment. I mean, you talked about when you first got the celiac diagnosis, you just immediately stopped eating everything uh, yeah. that could that could inflame that. Um, and so what has helped you make those changes? Is, is it something about the way that you set goals for yourself, like you said, or what has inspired mm -hmm. you to just do what, it's, what it takes every time you've come across um, an option? I think... Uh... I think what's helped me most was just listening to my body from from the beginning to now. I mean, it might have taken a while when I think about it. As a kid, I didn't as a kid no one's thinking about it. I'm not thinking about it. My parents aren't thinking about it. My, no one's no one has any idea when you're a kid unless you're you're really going in and you have to go in all the time cuz you you're really messed up and I I wasn't ever that bad, you know. It was more of just kind of deal with it, drink drink cold water take a pill maybe or pepto and yeah whatever but now yeah now from from the start to now which would be a couple of years ago to now people are gonna tell me that i'm overreacting or it's all in my head and doctors won't find anything when they run their tests or maybe they will but but things won't get better so when i listen to my body and and keep 
picking someone's brain and it's the right brain, that's that's when you find the results. And you have to listen. You have to listen to yourself. You have to know when something isn't right. And in my case, when I started an elim- elimination diet, which was not really, an, I don't know if it was an elimination diet or not. I, I just, I noticed the positive changes and I became more optimistic and confident, relieved. And, you know, it's still, it's still being tested this, this diet. So who knows where it'll take me, but that's, that's kind of it. I, I just listen to myself and that's, that's the most important thing. If, if people are going to tell you no and okay, move along, get out of my way, go to the next person, find the next doctor, who else, who else would know about this kind of stuff or, well, okay, I'll read on my phone or I'll, I'll talk to somebody and eat. It's crazy. Now that, now that I have these kinds of issues, I've, I've actually met a lot of people who are going through the same thing. Wow. Wow. Yeah, but, you know, you, you never know till you start talking about it. That's people very are going true. through stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's bizarre. You know, you attract the the same energy in a way. It's it's pretty cool. Wow. And you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to the part of the story where you said that um you had t- well, and we'll get back to that energy one cuz you're right. <laughs> but I had a mm-hmm. question on my brain mm-hmm. was when you the doctors had asked you if you had any trouble swallowing and then they moved on. Right. And, right. And I'm not sure we actually circled back with how did you end up figuring out it was EOE because you figured the celiac first. So they, yeah. So the endoscope, that first endoscope, when they, when you come out of surgery, you're, you're high, you're, yeah. you're, you're messed up. You're kind of under the influence still of whatever anesthesia medicine or whatever they have or anti-nausea, whatever they have you on, you, you come out of it and they, they, blah, 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 blah. all you can hear is ju- just jumble. You know, you're kind of messed up and I'm not, saying, oh, it's all their fault and they should have followed up. I think it's everyone's fault, but they're holding my, um, uh, what are they called? The results? The... Yeah, the results. They got the images, but they hand it to you on the way out the door. Every, every time you go to the hospital, usually, or yeah, you have a moment, you know, they, they have all these pictures or whatever, you know, make sure you take your pills three times a day, whatever it is yeah. on you. <laughs> they're giving me that right when they wake me up. So they're, yeah, you have this and that. I remember them pointing at it and I don't remember anything they said other than at the very end of it. Do you have any problems swallowing? That's all I really remember. And I was like, nope, nope, I'm good. And that was kind of it. So at so that they, point you technically had EOE, but weren't right. aware. Okay. And then circled right. back, uh, you know, a year or so later. Right, right. That's oh, exactly right. Okay. So 2017, I had uh, that first one. And then this year was my second but before I had this second one, the doctor who had scheduled my endoscope was like, yeah, so you have eosinophilic of esophagitis. And I'm like, I do. What the heck is that? Wow. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, in 2017, they didn't tell you about that. No, no, I don't think so. But I'm pretty sure they did. I just don't. Didn't I have remember. no recollection. Yeah. Well, so that he, really he, speaks to the importance of continuing to listen to your body because you didn't even know right. you had this and were st- still figuring it out by being so in tune with, with what didn't feel good and what did feel good. So it's right. been quite right. a journey. Yeah, it, it was it was funky. He told me, yeah, you, you got it. So we're going to check you again and we're going to check for celiac and they verified all of it. So it, it yeah, I had to do a whole round robin. And I, I don't know if even in 2017, because I, I didn't have bad issues back then i didn't yeah. have all these symptoms so i don't think it would have mattered if they told me that day i'd be like well i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing right nothing, right nothing is that bad so i think it took me you know a couple of years till now to 
or to like, progress. Okay. And, yeah, I, I need to calm down and figure out what's up. Yeah, well, and being that advocate for yourself, you the part of your story where you, where you said if if I I still didn't feel well and I still didn't get the support I needed, I just went to the next person and the next person and didn't stop. Right. Exactly. And I think about that a lot about advocating for Tyler and the the different folks that I've talked to have advocacy comes up a lot. And you're, you know, one of the first ones I've talked to as an adult who've had it and being an advocate for yourself. A lot of times I've been talking to parents. And so, you know, what, what advice might you give someone who feels like they're running into dead ends when they know something still isn't right? Um, hmm. It's a good question. I, I think, yeah, I think you just have to keep reaching. You have to keep looking. You have to, you have to do your own research. You have to, um, you, you can't give up. You're going to expect the world and what you're going through is only, it's only going to get harder. Mm. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think you should, you should plan for this to ever be over. You know, it's mm. only, it's only going to get harder. Sure. And if you aren't prepared at the least to accept that, it's just not going to be easy for you. Yeah. But if you, if you understand and get your mindset right on, this is what it's going to be. You know, you are going to be in the mud all mm, the time. Yeah. You might as well, you might as well have fun. You know, you yeah, might as well, yeah. you might as well enjoy it. You might as well make it work, make it your thing, be in control. You, you know, the anxiety and depression might come along. And if, if it finds you, you know, stay on top of it because everyone, everyone's got problems. Everyone's yeah. got some form of anxiety, some form of depression, and some are just better prepared at handling it. So you, you should, you should always stay mindful. Remember to relax, you know, get your sleep, get your, get your pillars of health and focus on what's in front of you. You know, don't, don't set your sights on too many things unless you can handle that. But for me, I had to, I had to settle on very limited amount of things in a short amount of time to, to tackle one thing at a time. You know, Mm. I had to talk to everyone I needed to talk to. And like I said, I, I found, I found other people that were having issues that I, I never would have known, you know, and I, I experienced the the best moods and emotions by just opening up. And I found a lot of, a lot of people were going through the same stuff and it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. Oh, so yeah. that's, that's a big part of it too. You know, if people ask you that it's okay to say, you know what? No, I'm not okay. You know, if you pretend, if you pretend to be okay all the time, I don't think that's the best the best practice or the best thing to do. No, I think you're right. And, and we talk about this being something that goes unnoticed. You, you don't look at someone and say, oh yeah, look, they have EOE, you know, and, right. and yep. it'd be easy for them to just assume you're okay. And to show that mm-hmm. level of vulnerability and willingness to connect with someone else on a level that, that goes beyond the superficial, Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. It right. sounds like you really met some people along the way that I'm sure you have been instrumental in helping as well. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, your mindset is really very impressive. <laughs> Definitely. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, like I said, I've, I've had to learn a lot. I learn a lot on my own and I've had a lot of help, but again, it's, it's been, it's been tough. It's been tough. Oh, without a doubt. And, yeah. and with everything that you've gone through, you know, how, how are you doing now? I know we've talked about the, the diet you're on has been really helpful, but you know, what's, coming up for you and what are some of your areas of focus that you're looking at now um well i think i think i'm doing a lot better like i said a lot of these a lot of these symptoms have have subsided 
Um, but my current goals, I, I, I one day want to become one of those uh, OMADs, one meal a days oh. kind of people. Okay. And whether or not that's that's with just carnivore, or I I want to find the right foods I can tolerate, so I can I can at least have other foods. But it'd be really cool to have. It'd be cool to just hit all the bases of dietary goals in one sitting, if that makes sense. Well, I'd like that just from my schedule standpoint. <laughs> Having to stop three right. times a day, I don't have time for that. <laughs> right. It's so unrealistic to me that all these things and all these servings and all these times that we have to do all these things in America is just like, how are we supposed to, you know, like six cups of milk a day? Mm -hmm. We also need 10 glasses of water a day. Oh, and don't forget you need six cups of juice with every serving of every, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, right. why can't I just have one, one big meal with all of that or a little bit of all of that? Yeah. And then that's, that's it. And then you're good to go. Now, right. admittedly, I've heard of this, but I really haven't paid much attention to it. So it's a thing, mm -hmm. huh? These OMADs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a thing. And wow. a lot of people, especially doing the, the carnivore and, and uh, keto, I think do it. And I think paleo too, because when you have such a higher fat content, mm. your your body sustains uh, the energy levels longer. So your okay. appetite your appetite doesn't really kick in nearly as much. So as long as you're incorporating a lot of a lot of uh, proteins and fats, you actually you actually don't feel as hungry nearly as much as you would if you had normal carbohydrates in your in your diet oh, sure. and that's 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 one example i don't think it's for everyone's feeling that way but yeah and you know, so you're into that fasting and your aim is to get the 2000 calories in one sitting which probably isn't that hard to do on an american diet <laughs> right and that's that's cool too about as you you know a lot of people don't even need 2000 calories to to have a sufficient diet mm. that's that's actually a new wave of a new wave of uh fasting too is you know a lot of people don't even eat that many when they're fasting or when they have one meal a day sometimes only need 1200 to 1500 some people just need a thousand as long as as long as you're eating till you're um uh, full and satisfied yeah that's that's just another another fad of it is you just listen to your body once you feel oh i feel content that was really good not like oh i'm so stuck yeah, I, I can't need to take a nap yeah. yeah as long as you feel good and you feel like you're sustained and that'll do it, you know, until I'm hungry again. And that's usually where you, you cut it off. So. Yeah. Well, it's really impressive to me, the level of self-awareness and body awareness that, that you've cultivated through this. Oh yeah. Big time. It's, I think, uh, I think my, the last doctor I had, he, he's the one who told me, you know, it sounds like you're really in, in tune with your body and it can, it can cause anxiety in itself. You're always wondering what's going on. You know, why do I feel this way? That's not normal. Mm. That's not natural. And, it can it can make you a little bit of a hypochondriac. I've I've been told I'll, I'll I'll give you that I've been told I can I can be a hypochondriac and I read into Google too much and I've I've learned to put that down when I feel things. I just I've I've coped with it, you know. And that was kind of part of counseling was you just gotta you know that might just be how you feel for the rest of your life. Wow. That just might be it, and you kind of just accept it. And yeah, that's that's just a good way to cope with it. You know, put the phone down, just relax, just give it up relax yeah. for a second are you are you really dying right now no you're not dying maybe drink some water you know just just go through with it right on that acceptance of where you are because fighting it it certainly isn't going to change it it just makes it right. more difficult for you to contend with so i bet i can imagine that acceptance while hard probably is a little freeing 
It's a little what? Freeing. Um, you know, gives yes. you a little more freedom. Yeah, definitely. It's when you when you fight all these things often, it's just exhausting. Yeah. You get you get so tired of it and you don't know when it's ever gonna end. And my but the same my same buddy who turned me on to the Petersons is the same guy who told me, you know, you know, you just might be messed up for the rest of your life. <laughs> he yeah. was like the first one to actually tell me that. And I was like, Hey, F you man and it, it's true you know you you just you just might be dealing with a lot of crap forever and like that like what i was saying earlier it it's only going to get harder yeah and if you can't accept things as the way they are it's just going to be hard for you and you're going to be exhausted all the time and you're not going to have a good time when you're supposed to have a good time and you're not right. going to appreciate you know yeah absolutely well, and it sounds like you're um, maybe by nature an optimistic person, or maybe through this you've you've learned some optimism. But what are you optimistic about um, as you look ahead? Yeah, I'd, I'd say I've been I've been kind of optimistic and somewhat of a go getter my whole life. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, this has definitely taught me a lot of stuff in my mindset that I thought I had a grasp on and I didn't. So, but yeah, I I think. I'm really optimistic about having more time with my family and friends yeah. and going on vacations and trying different food and um, just, just my general progress as a human. And, you know, I don't, I don't know when I'll ever be completely satisfied in my life, but what's, what it's taught me is it's just the little things, you know, the things around me. And I think, I think we just need to appreciate more as humans, what what's right in front of us, not, not some goal or some amount of money that we think we need. I think it's the little things. Yeah. So. Well, that's very inspiring. I do need to remember that as well, especially when things yeah. get crazy. So is <laughs> yeah. there anything else you wanted to talk about today or share with people who might be listening? I think, I think we hit everything. It was, it was just pretty brief. I think it was good. That was awesome. Well, Zach, you have a really an inspiring story, um, mostly because you're willing to just own it and to help people understand that it doesn't always have to be pretty, but it certainly can be um, something that you can take charge of and and really, uh, you know, help yourself even in in a scenario where others may not be clear on how to help you along the way. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, I wish you all the best um, and enjoy everything there is to offer in, in what's ahead. All right. Thanks again, Susie. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Bye.